Welcome to the 902 podcast, the official podcast of the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm Captain John Vick, and I want to thank you for tuning in. This podcast will give you an inside look at LSO with topics and guests to discuss public safety issues impacting Lancaster County. Be sure to subscribe for highlights on news cases and the people working for you at LSO. You can also follow us across social media by searching for at LSO Nebraska. That's at LSO Nebraska on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Welcome to the 902 podcast. We are in studio today with Sheriff Wagner, Chief Deputy Houchin. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. And we are here today with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. Travis Schepler is an assistant administrator there, and we're happy to have him with us to talk about all things Game and Parks today. Yeah, good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you being here. Um, uh, you know, Travis, I know we know each other from a while back and work on the road and things, but uh, some of our listeners may not. So help help us out. Where where did uh, where did Travis Schepler become Travis Schepler? Yeah, well, ooh, that's a long story, but I'll try to, try to <laughs> narrow it down as much as I can. Yep. Uh, Went to high school kind of in the, the Tri-County, DeWitt areas where I'm, I guess I could say I'm from. Uh, moved around a little bit throughout uh, the Midwest, but I think that's where I settled into and, and graduated high school. Um, it's hard to believe that somebody from that area can, can be a game warden, but I guess here I am. So, <laughs> Or elaborate <laughs> on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I better not, I guess. Yeah, so. that's, that's okay. <laughs> you got to know what you're looking for to you be, do the, the you job, do. right? You do. It's life experience. That's right. Um, yeah, so went to Tri-County, um, went off to college here at the University of Nebraska, uh, went for fisheries and, and wildlife. Uh, okay. At, you know, going into college, I didn't have really any interest in in the law enforcement side of things, it's something that just kind of caught up to me a little bit later in my did, academic career. Did and you always like hunt and fish growing up then? I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, that's, I think like a lot of us, that's where it starts for this job Yeah. where you just, you kind of have that desire. You love to hunt and fish and, and you're like, man, it would be nice to, to do this for a living. And, and uh, yeah. you just start going down that path. You know, that's, you see that on a lot of our, the men and women that Okay. And, and I definitely fall into that as well. So you get done with school, and then where do you go from there? Oh, goodness. Um, well, I, I actually went to Missouri and worked, worked for the Missouri Department of Conservation for about nine years. Yep. Uh, started in like 05, I think it was. Right. Came back uh, towards the end of 13, and, and uh, it's hard to believe that's been 10 years ago yeah. already. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, great place to work down there. Uh, you know, I, How did you get down there? How did you have relatives? Did no, you, no, I didn't. Uh, this is who was hiring. Or? Yeah, pretty much. I was working for the Game and Parks Commission as a biologist at the time here in Lincoln. Okay. And in the break room, I saw an advertisement for the Missouri Department of Conservation, and mm. I'm like, "Well, that'd be great, you know, for interview experience for here, you know." So I threw my name in the hat, and literally nine years later, I'm finally getting back home. So yeah, uh, but it was a great experience, a great organization down there. But uh, yeah. Definitely happy that I made the move to come back up here. Yeah. So then you came back as a, you just transferred over then as a conservation officer back to Nebraska? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just came back as a field officer here. And there's differences in the job between Missouri and Nebraska. Missouri, we pretty much only did hunting and fishing enforcement. Okay. Here we do hunting, fishing, boating, parks enforcement, kind of a little bit of, of everything. So right, right. There was a learning curve, you know, coming from Missouri and back to, especially to the Lincoln area with our 
high traffic uh, lakes that we have here. Yep. Uh, it uh, it was kind of got a lot of good on the field, you know, yeah. training right away uh, uh, once I got back. So absolutely. So how how's kind of your your career progressed then at uh, at the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission? Because you're not um, you're, you're not a, like a street level conservation officer anymore. Right. Right. Yeah. So. You know, one thing, uh, gosh, I was in the field, uh, well, about six years, I guess it's, it was. And mm-hmm. then for the last four years, I've been in this position as a as assistant administrator. Uh, great, you know, great job. Uh, you know, I, I'm in charge of a lot of different things. Our hiring, for example, yep. um, our, our, a lot of our administrative functions, uh, budget, uh, inventory, radio, that kind of stuff, yep. you know, just to name a few. But uh, yeah, I know we've had to pick each other's brains on things a few times. <laughs> we so have. talk about promoting out of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah ab- right. absolutely. <laughs> it'll, right. it'll be fun. They said, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> come try this. Yes, You'll learn a lot. Exactly. Exactly. But no, uh, yeah, I definitely miss being out there yeah. uh, more uh, yep. than I, than I get the opportunity to be now, but, but uh, no regrets. Well, and, and I remember when you, you know, when you came back to this area and I was working on third shift as a sergeant at the yeah. time, and it was always fun to have you around because um, you were super active. Right. Um, and uh, so it was, and, and just, I mean, like, like all of your people, we kind of just considered you an extra deputy. Exactly. And uh, yeah. so it, it was, uh, it was really good to work with you. Sure. Um, field level and, and now, you know, upstairs too. I so. guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, Let's move on from that a little bit just to, to your organization in general. So talk to us about the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission. Like what um, you work in the in the law enforcement division of that, but it's a bigger organization than, than just game wardens and conservation. Right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a really diverse organization. You know, it's it's the Game and Parks Commission, you know, by uh, without getting too deep, you know, by statute, we're we're in charge of handling Nebraska's outdoor resources, and that's our hunting, fishing, parks, uh, boating, trails, mm-hmm. uh, you know, non-game species. It's a very diverse organization. And to accomplish that, yeah, we have several divisions. We have, obviously, the law enforcement division, but we have a wildlife division, a parks division, fisheries division. Uh, and I'm going to forget somebody, and they're going to be upset. I'm, I'm doing my best here. You're good. Uh, we, have a, you know, we have a bunch of, uh, you know, quote-unquote non-resource or, uh, divisions within our agency. So, um we're not the largest. Uh, we, as the law enforcement division, are not the lo- the largest division within the agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're relatively small compared to others, actually. But sure. uh, yeah, I mean, we do we cover statewide, and and uh, uh, yeah, we have staff all throughout the state in, yeah. in a variety of different capacities. And and you've got some seasonal, but but a lot mm-hmm. of year round full time yeah. employees as well. Yeah, so. yeah, our seasonal staff, and and kind of going back to you know how I got into this job initially mm-hmm. is, is those seasonal jobs, you know, working out at Branched Oak Lake for, yep. for wildlife. And, and yeah. a lot of our folks were for parks or fisheries. So uh, great opportunities to, to get experience. Yeah, super. Well, let's talk about, you know, the, um, the law enforcement division specifically. So what's, what's your division's role and mission kind of in the, in the bigger scheme of things? Yeah. So it, it fits really closely with the overall agency mission, you know, uh, like I mentioned, we we're in charge of uh, you know the the outdoor recreation resources, hunting, fishing, boating, parks, those resources, and and quite simply, we we handle the enforcement and education of the rules and regulations that that our commission has and the and the state statutes that are in place. Um, 
So that's, you know, that's our overarching goal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in addition to those resource uh, uh, enforcement issues that we deal with an important, uh, you know, another important thing that we do is, is cooperation with other law enforcement too. Yeah. So not, not only here in Lancaster County, but across the state, you know, our cooperation with other sheriff's offices is, is huge. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people, maybe, maybe more now, cause there's some TV shows, you know, you guys have finally made the TV shows, um, yeah, right. <laughs> with some of the game warden stuff. But I, I think some people don't realize that you guys are fully certified law enforcement officers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your, your mission is kind of focused in the, in the game and parks direction, right. conservation, things like that. But you've got the same arrest powers as our deputies do. Right. We go to the same Academy, right. Um, train together, all, all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, we hear that quite a bit. You know, it's, I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you carried a gun, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good educational moment when we run into that. For sure. <laughs> I'll bet. So. Sheriff Ben, you know, walk us back a little bit. Have, have we always had a, a close relationship with Game of Parks, you know, over the years at, at the oh, sheriff's office here? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember back in the, in the seventies, I mean, there weren't enough gaming parks officers. There weren't enough deputy sheriffs, and yep. we had to work together to handle crowds at Branch to Oak or Blue Stem or mm-hmm. you know wherever the case may be. So, yeah, yeah, we've always uh, worked very closely with gaming parks. Yep, yep. Well, and I'm I'm certainly glad that we can continue to do that today. How does how does somebody get into that position? So, like when you um, maybe it's a little different, you know, in, in Missouri, but let's talk about Nebraska and your agency specifically. So, mm-hmm. if if there's somebody listening at home that says I'd really like to do that someday. How, how do you even get Instead it? of being a deputy sheriff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how that could happen. Yeah. But, you know, hey, hey, just in case it does, right? We like to hunt and fish, too. That's right. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Um, yeah, well, it's very similar in, in, a lot of, uh, in a lot of senses. But when you look at being a conservation officer, there's, there's a few different, quote-unquote, paths. And, and by no means are these the only paths to get to be a conservation officer. But... Uh, you know, when we get applications, and, and thankfully, uh, you know, we haven't experienced the uh, uh, decrease in applicants to the degree that other agencies have, have experienced. Uh, and That's good. And we're fortunate there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's going to catch up to us just like it has caught up to everybody else. But, sure. you know, so, yeah, what are those things that we would like to see? You know, let's start with education. We don't require, you know, a college education. But it definitely is kind of a leg up in our process. Um, again, definitely routes uh, around that. But, uh, you know, let's say we have somebody that has a, a fish and wildlife or natural resources criminal justice degree. Um, you know, that's going to set you, you know, apart from applicants. Then we're going to look at experience. You know, so much, so many life experiences come from work experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's, that's, uh, those things are hard to replace. So those are definitely things that, that are important in our process. And like I mentioned before, it's working for our parks division. It's working for a wildlife division, um, you know, the federal government, et cetera, in some role, uh, you know, as a temporary or a seasonal employee, that's great. Other law enforcement, you know, maybe I should or shouldn't say that we love hiring other, you know, law enforcement. We, we all do. <laughs> so we all um, do. Makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and I, I tell you what, we've, uh, uh, we we really have you know we've got a few uh, uh, on staff or that we've hired here in the last few years that that came from other agencies out west and, and they're just a great fit for us because like you said a lot of uh, just because you're not a, a game warden doesn't mean you don't hunt and fish and, yeah. and work in law mm-hmm. enforcement so 
Um, so that's, you know, that's a path having an, having a background in law enforcement. It, you know, with the, with the degree or, or just, you know, coursework and stuff in, in fishing and, um, you know, or any other sort of biology or things like that, mm-hmm. how, how much of your, of your game wardens have that versus just having maybe like a hobby type experience in hunting and fishing? Is that, is that a, I would say pretty good majority or it's a pretty good majority. Okay. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to go out on a limb and probably say in that 80% mark Okay. Uh, at this point, uh, I could go back to the office and run the numbers nah, totally off on yeah. that, but, uh, I feel co- pretty confident in saying that, you know, so it's, so that's pretty common to it, see. Okay. It is. Okay. It is. And, and again, you know, we're, like I said, we, we, uh, we have a lot of applicants still, you mm-hmm. know, and, and when you're, when you're evaluating all of those, uh, factors that go into that, that's something that sticks out for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But definitely not required. So you're, you go throughout the whole state, correct? So if right. I'm an applicant and I'm from Kearney, right. And I, I want to come on and I'd like to stay in that area. How do you guys go about doing that? Or is there certain ways or uh, where that you get chosen to go? It's yeah, that's, that's a great point. Glad you brought that up. And it's a very difficult point for us to manage as, as you know, as a hiring manager, but you know, right now we're, we have five openings throughout the state. We have one in, and, and that's currently where they're open. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to open those for transfers here soon, but, uh, Omaha, York, uh, Southwest Nebraska, South of McCook. And then, uh, I believe we have one in the Ogallala area as well. Uh, don't know if that adds up to five, but we'll go with it. So, um, so yeah, we have these openings and, and we do our best, you know, as right up front to say this is where we you know if we're going to offer somebody employment this is where we'd like you to go but it doesn't always work out that way uh you know a lot of times we're asking people to kind of take a leap of faith with us and to know that by the time you get out of the academy and get out of field training we'll have a spot yeah kind of dialed in for you so do you like the open positions that you have now do Mm -hmm. you do you um offer that to existing game parks officers yes and if they would rather transfer to that area they can do that right okay right. yep it's it's all seniority based uh, you know we're in the slevic contract right, okay and and that's all all uh laid out in there on that process but uh so and i do expect some movement there with our current openings in addition we're in the process of hiring a new sergeant position okay brand new yeah we're gonna have 10 sergeants throughout the state uh we we've been uh kind of toying with the issue the last couple of years with a with a temporary type position with sergeants but they're they're actually on the books sergeants now and mm-hmm. we're, we're in the process of hiring those so uh that's going to impact you know locations on where new officers are going to go right. and, and uh it's going to open up about five more so really i say we're down five we're, we're actually down 10 because of the sergeant issue so sure it's it's going to be an interesting few years to well, I, it, I, everything's settled down. It, it doesn't, it, it don't, I mean, we talk about law enforcement, obviously, cause it's a law enforcement podcast, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's too many industries out there right now that aren't just struggling for people, yeah. especially in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So, so I get selected as a conservation officer. What, mm-hmm. do, what do I do from there? Yeah. I mean, if you're not already certified or, or eligible for the reciprocity program, uh, here in Nebraska, then we, we put you through the Academy yep. and, and Grand Island. And what is that? 16, 16 weeks think, now. Yep. They, mm-hmm. uh, so 16 weeks in Grand Island. Then we, we bring you back and and uh, kind of teach you the ropes of being a game warden. The first five weeks of that is kind of classroom training. Yeah. Kind of 
PowerPoint you to death, and then and then you actually go into the ride along phase, which uh, that total process is about eighteen weeks in and of itself. And you're still you're traveling around the state, meeting with FTOs, uh, mm-hmm. kind of five days on, two days off. Uh, that's when your weekends get cut out from underneath you. Yeah, it's a little kind bit. Of middle of that, uh, you start working the weekends again, and and uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's ten years ago that I did it. Got to see parts of the state, even being from Nebraska, that I never knew existed, and yeah, and I haven't been back to since. So uh, that's, that's a lot of fun. Very similar to ours, and and actually, I think you've got somebody coming down to teach in our mini academy today. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I think Stacy Lutz is coming, coming down. Oh, so, very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same kind of classroom thing. Hopefully, mm-hmm. set set recruits up for success before right. they get out into field training. So, uh, you know, we just appreciate you guys helping us out with yeah, that too. And yeah, started doing that a few years ago. Uh-huh. Always one of the one of the funner things that I got to do. Well, and and it's it's a great idea. I mean, it really is. It's one of the nice things that we share with with Game and Parks is that we also get as deputies get to go out and enforce yeah. Game and Parks laws yeah. too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, like nice I said, we 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 rely on you guys so much and yeah. and always have and and you know just to so everybody's kind of on the same page on any updates or you know look for this, look for that kind of thing. It's it's a great opportunity. If you want a challenging career, a career where you can make a difference in your life, your family's life, and the lives of those in your community, come and join the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office. To learn more or to apply, visit us online at www.joinlso.com. Let's talk about Lancaster County specifically. Um, You know, you can go to the the gas station and get the the hunting guide, and you can look up the conservation officers in there. So. Um, usually I think you guys have, like, sometimes they split some counties, but mm-hmm. I think we have like four or five assigned to Lancaster County. Is that still about the same? Yeah, we do. Um, okay. and everybody, uh, a couple of our folks, they, they have another County assigned to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, primarily when you're in this area, it's a, it's a set duty station just because of the pure volume of people and, and public areas that exist here. So what's your, what's your guidance to, you know, just the, the normal hunter or fisher at home? If, if they have a question about, you know, a, a, a certain area or some sort of game of parks laws is, mm-hmm. you know, they publish numbers in the, right. in the guidebook. Is that right? I mean, I'm okay to call them. Yeah. Yeah. Those, okay. you know, those are our cell phones. They're published in the guidebook. Uh, they're published in all of, all of our publications that the game of parks puts out. And, and yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd rather somebody call at 3am and ask a question instead of, uh, you know, making a mistake at, at sure. 5am when they're out there getting out in the duck blind. So yeah. Uh, um, yeah, give us, give one of our officers a call. If you can't get a hold of the officer, call their sergeant, lieutenant, call our office, uh, headquarters office here. But we're, that's, that's very important to us as an agency is, is being available. And there's really not too many jobs out there, especially law enforcement, where they do publish your cell phone number for the public in 18 yeah. different publications. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. And it's, but it makes for an interesting schedule too. Yeah. Uh- so how, how does the schedule work for, for you guys? Kind of the way that you, you need it to, which is great. Um, very flexible. That's, that's a selling point that I have for, for our positions is it's, it's a very flexible schedule. We mm-hmm. work on a 160-hour system instead of a 40-hour work week. Oh, wow. So within that uh, four weeks, you work 160 hours. You have two set days off per week. Mine, for example, were uh, Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but outside of that, I don't have to be at the office at a certain time or I don't have to be, or I didn't have to be, I do now, but uh, <laughs> I didn't have to be at the lake at a certain time. I could work as many hours as I needed to. Yeah. You know, I just, I made my own schedule, yeah. uh, which was great. Uh, 
And uh, you know, the unfortunate side of that is, is a lot of weekends, holidays. Sure, you know, you're working, but uh, that's the job. That's the job. And it's yeah. great. So yeah, it's no big deal. So you know, you mentioned lakes. Are are certain officers assigned to certain lakes in Lancaster County? Do they kind of just share and? No, everybody shares. You know, there used to be a little bit of division, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it, it's just too hard to manage that. And and the expectation is is service and coverage. So yep. uh, everybody. Everybody's assigned everything in the county. Everybody can respond. And, and as you know, Lancaster County is a big county. You know, it's, yeah. it takes a while to get from the south end to the north end. And, and uh, uh, but, you know, that's, that's and, the way we operate. And there's just a lot of spots to, there's a lot of spots to play. Here. Oh, yeah. I mean, a lot of lakes. Right. Um, and, and I think sometimes people forget about, in addition to the lakes, those wildlife management areas, yeah. which sometimes are part of a lake, sometimes they're not. Right. Yeah, you know, not only our wildlife management areas, but the NRD lakes who that aren't managed by us, other than the fish in the lakes. You know, yeah. other than other than the fish, it's another agency altogether taking care of that stuff. So, mm-hmm. but we do law enforcement on those areas just like just like you do as well. So, yeah, I mean, we have we have numerous state rec areas in the county with busy lakes and uh, just countless acres of of. Uh, public hunting land, public fishing lakes and rivers and streams. You brought up a good point with the NRD lake. You know, sometimes I think people kind of get into the the minutia of what's this lake or that lake. Mm -hmm. Do you have to have a fishing permit to fish in an NRD lake? You do. Yes. So, yeah, any public waters, uh, uh, by and large, you have to have a fishing permit. Uh, You know, that's year round, no season. It's just just, if you're fishing, you got to have a permit. Go buy one. Easy, Easy to do it online. Better safe than sorry. Yep. Yep. Perfect. Brand new permit system. Perfect. Makes it easy. So if I own a pond mm-hmm. and it's on my property, and do I need a fishing license on those? There's a, a couple what ifs on that. You know, okay. what if uh, if the game and parks stocked it or the the state stocked it, then yes, you would. Uh, if there's inflow and outflow from a stream into that pond, then yes, you would. Otherwise, no, you don't. You don't need one. Very, so, very fact dependent, yeah, specific. Okay. All right. So if you right. go buy the fish at, you know, from a private hatchery and, and stock them yourself. And, and there's no, no inflow, outflow, outflow, it, yep. you're fine. You're fine. Yep. Okay. Well, we talked a lot about, you know, some of the, the cooperation between our two agencies, but um, you know, whether people know this or not, I mean, we, we do share some calls for service. Mm-hmm. Um, you and I have probably spent more time on the radio um, system upgrade than, right. than we wish we had. But, right. but we do share, you know, a radio mm-hmm. system to some extent. You guys are on a statewide radio system, but you also have... Um, some of our radio channels here locally. So right. um, I think that's been a big, a big plus. It's, um, it's probably the biggest tool that, that we have out there, honestly. And, and without it, you know, we'd, we'd be in. We'd well, you guys are kind of out on an island a lot at, of times. At times, yeah. 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 You know, has, we do. We, we work alone. Uh, we don't have our own dispatch center, uh, you know, and so we rely on, we rely on other agencies for that assistance. Sure. And in return, we, we've got to give it too. And, and, and uh, that's where that that working relation comes relationship comes into play. Sheriff, did how did how did that work before our current radio system? Did we how did we communicate with Game and Parks? Oh gosh, I think um, they had some of our radios yeah, for a while. Yeah. And you had thirty nine nine back in the day. Back in the day, uh, yeah. back in the day, th- mm-hmm. the, the statewide sheriff's band that we talked about in our first podcast. Yes. Uh, the radio numbering system. So mm-hmm. all Game and Parks officers were of the seven hundred series. Right. Okay. In that right. in that realm. Um, and so I, I just remember being a dispatcher here and monitoring, just keeping an ear open 
on 39.9 for other county agencies, for game parks officers, that kind of thing. Um, and that's how they communicated. Mm-hmm. But our deputies didn't have 39.9 in their cars. So it was a relay it, then. It was a relay between the dispatcher and from the, between the deputies and the game parks officers. Gotcha. Gotcha. One of the things that was really fun to get to work with your folks at was uh, we had a recent active shooter training. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that up at Raymond Central High School, and, and right. you guys had a ton of people there. Yep. Um, so it was really good to be able to train because we've got a lot of county schools in Lancaster County, but also the surrounding counties. Sure. And there's a really good chance that, you know, you guys might beat us to the scene or, mm-hmm. or vice versa, getting there at the same time. Um, and again, just, just goes back to that. It doesn't matter what color shirt we're wearing, but, uh, but we're on the same team and, and yeah. being able to train together is just huge for, for public safety. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. And I think as, uh, you know, the further West you get, the more remote it gets. And, and more the, important that the is. More important bet. that is. And, <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> and just having that training and, uh, is and top notch training I'll, I'll add to is, is extremely important. For well, us. it was good to have you guys be a part of it. Let's move now into a little bit more of your operational stuff. So um, it's uh, it's late August here. It's hard to believe that uh, it's almost fall hunting seasons right. and stuff. And you mentioned on the way in that antelope season's already started. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've got dove season right around the corner. We do. September we 1st do. coming up. So what, you know, walk people through kind of how your, how the calendar works for you guys. I mean, what what kind of, what kind of focuses do you have at different times throughout the year? Because obviously you probably have to shift some priorities. There's not enough, not mm-hmm. enough people to do everything all the time. Yeah, that's, and that's what makes the job great is that the job changes with the seasons and with the, uh, not only the uh, hunting seasons, fishing seasons, but, you know, mm-hmm. fall, winter, spring. You know, right now, yeah, it's it's late August. It's hot. You know, I think everybody's looking for some cool weather and the yeah. opportunity to get out there and, and do some deer hunting, which starts September 1st, dove hunting September 1st. We've got uh, teal season coming up, uh, you know, in addition to other big game and small game seasons. So, uh You'll see our folks make a transition to that, you know, as as uh, we get into mid to late September, that focus will become more on hunting. Uh, but around here, you know, you're busy with the parks pretty mm-hmm. much from November to March yeah. is your only downtime. So, you know, March to October, you're busy with there's something going on in the lakes here. Boating, and, boating and, and camping and, and all this. Yeah. Camping. So, so. That's that's where the shift's going to go right now. It's a lot of boating activity with with the uh, with the hot weather, and of course with water levels, that's that's getting in the way of that a little bit with the with the dry weather. Um, so you know we're preaching boater safety out there. Be careful. Uh, you know the boating under the influence stuff is mm-hmm. we're we're making a priority uh, you know, throughout the southeast district on that, and in our northeast district uh, right now just just to try to make it through the summer mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, without any uh, more major incidents. So, you know, that's kind of what's occupying our time right now. As we get closer to, you know, mid to late October, that's when the deer hunting seasons, the waterfowl hunting seasons really uh, start to take priority. Yeah. And, uh, you know, deer season's busy, right? The November season's busy, but it's not, in my opinion, as busy as a, fourth of july weekend out at the lakes okay. here you yeah. know so yeah it's it's uh it's just a different type of busy and it kind of goes in with that you know uh, being able to make our own schedule and manage that like i like i talked about earlier so now have you noticed you know as uh, people from the city move out to the county and uh, 
they start to hear these gunshots coming off in November and all that. And like, oh my gosh, it's a war zone. Yeah. What would, have you noticed since that has, you know, the population has started to go out more in acreages of that? I probably notice it more the first of September when dove season starts because it just hits people out of the blue. Like, I can't believe it's hunting season already. But so I think you guys and I have tried in the past to, you know, get a hold of dispatch and say, hey, it's dove season tomorrow mm-hmm. or whatever. Just be aware if you start to get these calls. But, but yeah, uh, you know, I think with, with that issue too comes issues with trespassing and hunting without permission because as those chunks of land get kind of dialed in more and more, there's, there's that opportunity for, for trespass complaints. And, and that's a, a big thing that we deal with as, as we get into deer seasons and, and turkey seasons especially. Yeah. So the, what, what guidance would you give or advice would you give to, you know, the, the hunting group that's out, that's out looking for, um, you know, land to hunt, what do you what do you need to do to be able to just cover your bases to make sure that you're you're okay to hunt in the area that you want to hunt? Yeah, pay attention to our guidebooks. Everything's published. You know, start there. Uh, if you can't find the answer that you're looking for, get a hold of one of our officers or get a hold of our office. Uh, find permission. Make mm-hmm. sure that you have permission if you're going to be on public land or I'm sorry, private land. Every all private land requires permission here in mm-hmm. Nebraska. We don't have any exceptions to that, like some states. Um, you know. Be prepared for a crowd at public areas. Uh, right. You know, a lot of people around Lincoln, Omaha, come down to Lancaster County to hunt and fish, and especially uh, dove hunting, duck hunting, and, and deer hunting. Our areas get pretty busy for that. So be prepared for that. You know, don't show up expecting that you're going to be the only one there. It's nice, nice, yeah. quiet <laughs> right. Saturday morning. So, uh, But yeah, the good thing, like we said, we ha- we do have a lot of area here to hunt and fish, uh, so so spread out if you need to. And then just safety. Safety is always priority number one. Make sure that you, uh, you know, buck fever can do a lot of silly things to people's minds and, and mm-hmm. uh, just uh, keeping your senses about you while you're out there hunting so is extremely important. You, you shoot your deer on the land that you've got permission to, and mm-hmm. Sometimes those little son of a guns uh, like to hop fences right. and keep on running, and they fall, mm-hmm. uh, they go down uh, on somebody else's land. What yep. do you suggest for people to go do at that point in time to make sure they're, they're doing it legal? Yeah, you've got to have permission, uh, like I said, at all times, even to retrieve uh, wildlife from other people's property. So, you know, as soon as you figure out that it's gone on somebody else's property that you don't have permission to be on, you know, you've got to basically stop and and get permission happened to me and my daughter last year you know she she put a good shot on a doe during the january season and you wouldn't believe how far that thing ran and and it went across the went across the road that we honestly didn't even know who owned it so it took a little bit of an investigation and phone calls but we you know gave him a call he was very appreciative that we you know get, got in touch with him and yeah sure go go find it and thankfully it's only like 30 yards from the road if we'd have just looked a little harder it it would have definitely narrowed the search down initially, but uh, get permission, got to have permission uh, and try to work those things out before the season too. You know, if you've got a new hunting land or if somebody new buys the property adjacent to you, I think it's best to talk to those folks before the season starts so that if they're, you don't just find yourself in a situation. Well, it just or save you a lot of time. Time and heartache. Yeah. Potentially. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's some good advice right there. So have you ever had a situation where somebody said, nope, you can't go get it? Um, I can only honestly say twice. Uh, there's only two times in my career that, that that's happened. And, and uh, that's nothing we can do about it, unfortunately. Yeah. So well, it, that's the landowner's prerogative. It is. Yeah. 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 yeah but yeah. Best, to, best to just be 
kind of prevention in mind, get out in front of some of those yeah. issues if you know you're going to have some some property yeah. type stuff going on. Yeah, so for sure. So that kind of that covers a lot of the stuff that you guys see with you know your, I, I maybe just your you know your average hunting type of thing. But you guys also deal with some larger larger type investigations that mm-hmm. uh, that maybe come to a little bit more. Um, ominous type types of activities and poaching and things like that. So right. w- walk us through, you know, some of the things that your officers are seeing when it comes to poaching and, and maybe larger, more organized types of uh, types of crimes. Yeah, that's no, an interesting, definitely an interesting discussion. We could totally do another podcast uh, is focusing on that. Um, here in Nebraska, one of the biggest things that we've focused on is is just some violations uh, that, that kind of surround an, uh, an outfitter or a group of outfitters. Um, you know, the, the Hidden Hills investigation has, has made the press and, and it's got a lot of attention. Uh, that a lot of hard work went into that. And it, it really was. It was it was a couple outfitters that uh, were bringing uh, folks in from all over the country and, and uh, uh, they were doing a lot of things they shouldn't have been doing. And, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, thanks to the hard work of a lot of our staff, we were able to, to uh, put a stop to that. So, and, and a lot of the stuff we deal with in Nebraska, um, are, are very similar in that outfitter realm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and yeah, we've got on, ongoing investigations uh, with that right now. Well, I, I think it, can it, you elaborate a little bit on the outfitter uh, portion of that? I, I'm yeah. not 100%. Yeah. Like a hunting guide. So, okay. um, you know, uh, for example, we'll, we'll have an outfitter that'll bring in somebody, uh, group owners from, from New York and they'll, they'll be out in the sand Hills or, uh, southwest Nebraska looking for a mule deer. Nebraska is, is a destination state for mule deer bucks right now. And, and uh, uh, so it, it does. It draws a crowd, I guess, mm-hmm. t- to put it that way. And, and uh, I mean, this, unfortunately, the sky's the limit on some of the things that we see those folks do when they get here with those guides, you know, hunting at night, shooting from the road, not having the proper permits, a uh, lot of trespassing complaints. Mm-hmm. Um, really, it's, unfortunately, sometimes it's whatever it takes to get the the deer down, and and because uh, they have some high paying customers, they do. I mean, eight mm. eight thousand dollars for uh, a mule deer hunt. You know, it was a couple of years ago. I don't know what the going rate is right mm-hmm. now, but yeah, there's a lot of money wrapped up into. So they want to make sure that they yeah, they, they only go home empty handed. Right handed, yeah. So and greed gets uh, greed plays into that a lot too. One thing that sometimes we get. <laughs> people get shocked when we give them a ticket for some sort of illegal hunting right. is, um, you know, you, you might get a speeding ticket and it's, it's a hundred dollars. I mean, I, I don't even remember what the fine is for, for hunting something out of season. Um, mm-hmm. but people get that sticker shock when they see liquidated damages right. on their citation right. too. Right. Talk, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Liquidated damage is a, is a amount that is set by the legislature. Uh, it's, it's the value of that, of the, the, that animal being lost basically as a resource, as to the a state. resource to the state, you know, so they're looking at, at, uh, you know, loss of revenue from hotels, from a hunter coming in, loss of permit revenue, mm-hmm. you know, their local restaurants, they've put a dollar amount on different species and, and it can range, uh, you know, up to, uh, you know, $10,000 for a trophy buck. And, and yeah, there's a little bit of sticker shock wow. in, involved in that. And, mm-hmm. and that's just that, you know, deterrent to, uh, you know, to protect our species and, and, uh, it, it, it helps. Yeah. Well, another thing they don't realize is what you use to take the animal down becomes evidence for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's, uh, probably loss of, of hunting privileges is, is even, even 
more so than the dollar amount. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that, that really kind of gets people's attention mm-hmm. is uh, there, there are certain violations by statute that uh, you can lose your uh, privilege to hunt or fish. And, and for the rest of your life? For, at, possibly for the rest of your wow. life, yeah. Yeah. Are you still seeing much in the way of um, any of any of like the uh, the organized um, fishing stuff um, as far as those crimes that go with like commercial fishing? Uh, I'm hesitant to say that we're not seeing it. it. It's it's not an issue that we're that's you know on our radar screen right now. But yeah, we had a we had an investigation with Kansas a few years back that uh, there was some uh, commercialization of game fish going on here mm-hmm. in Lincoln that was originating in in uh, north central Kansas and. Uh, uh, yeah, it, a lot of those fish were being distributed here locally and, you know, caught from public lakes and, and when I'm talking fish, it was a lot of fish and, and, and these specific lakes in Kansas, I mean, it, it ruined them Wow, because they were were catching so many and it was just to bring back here to sell. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Well, one, uh, one other thing that, you know, we don't want to leave without talking about is, um, all of the all of the things we talked about, especially when it comes to when it comes to hunting regulations, there are ways that uh, that you can learn or you can help your kids learn those things. Mm-hmm. You guys have a number of hunting education classes that are going on um, throughout the year. Yep. Um, but it's, I mean, I, th- I think I've seen several coming up yeah. as we're approaching hunting season. Yeah, we're right getting now. closer to hunting season, and definitely the time to start thinking about that, so you're not caught flat-footed. Uh, you know, the week before deer season, we've got a variety of options. We have an all online version. Mm-hmm. We have kind of a online version and. and field day that's that's what uh and goodness i don't have the 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 ages right in front of me on that but i believe it's 11 to 13 have to take that online slash in-person field day class and then we have an actual you know 10-hour class traditional traditional class so got a lot of options um you know so look on our website uh just you can just google game and parks hunter education the sign up for all of that stuff is is located on our calendar there, but but definitely time to be thinking about that. Going to be here before we know it. Absolutely. Now, just good good ways to keep uh, you know all all of the tips and and just safety education out there um, from from young hunters and and I, I think there's a lot of adults that take those classes too. They do. They take yeah. them with their children and and uh, yeah, it's uh, safety doesn't know an age limit. So, right. Right. And uh, and unfortunately. Uh, some of the incidents that we see, it's it's people that haven't been through those classes because of their age. So yeah. it never hurts. That's for, sure. for sure. Closing thoughts, guys. Any, anything else today? Oh gosh, no. I just, uh, you know, it just it's always been a, a very great working relationship with game parks officers, and and um, yeah, it's a, you know, you think about a game parks officer approaching a group of hunters, they're all armed. Yeah, you know, and right. uh, the. The uh, game parks officers all by themselves at some in most cases, and think, "Wow, that's a uh, that's that's a tough gig." Sometimes different you know? different kind of law enforcement for it sure. Is. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we just really appreciate all of the work that you and your team do. Um, you know, from your certified staff to I know you've got a lot of um, you know civilian support staff that work with you guys too, and throughout the other divisions of the game and parks. So, uh, just just thanks thanks for being a big part of keeping well, Lancaster yeah. County safe. Yeah. And you know. I'd, coming from the criminal aspect of the sheriff's office, there's been certain cases, you know, where we work deaths of drownings and Mm -hmm. there's some homicides that ended up uh, being placed in uh, Branched Oak Lake. And 
we've only always just had to ask and you guys were out there and more than happy to help us in any way you can in that kind of relationship. And, you know, yep. you, a lot of times people don't realize you guys come out and help do that portion mm -hmm. of it too. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, we always loved, you know, when I'm working the, the lakes and things and, uh, you start getting with, with a group that's not very happy with you. And boy, it was nice to see anybody show up and yeah. especially the game and parks people. Yeah. So that was always a positive. Yeah. And likewise, you know, the, the, I, I'm very fortunate in my career to, to have you, know, you guys to work with and your staff. And, and I tout that all across the state, you know, that, that our relationship is good and I use it as a model of what I think it needs to be. So thank you. Perfect. Well, thanks Great. for, thanks for coming in. Thanks for being here. That's all the time that we have for the 902 podcast today. Uh, we want to encourage people, if they're interested in learning more about fishing, hunting, or boating in Nebraska, head over to OutdoorNebraska.gov or pick up a guide at one of your local retailers. You can also apply for positions with the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission at OutdoorNebraska.gov. And if you're interested in career opportunities at the Lancaster County Sheriff's Office, be sure to visit us at JoinLSO.com. Also, make sure you follow and subscribe to the 902 Podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you enjoy podcasts to catch all of our episodes and reach out to us on social media at LSO Nebraska across Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and now on TikTok. You can reach out to us via email lso at lancaster.ne.gov as well. Thanks for listening.